Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories, I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Nova Show Real Estate Records. I am Tristan Hammett, your host for today's episode. I'm so excited to be here with my friend and colleague, Yadib Vasquez. Yes. Also known as Y, so you might hear me throughout the episode calling him Y. And I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So uh, Y is a loving father, um, a doting husband, and founder of a real estate team here in Utah. Yes. And you can also hear him on the radio station Latino 106.3. Booyah. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, Yadib, can you please tell us about yourself? Where are you from? Um, how long have you been in Utah? Will you just give us a little bit of your background. Absolutely. My name is Yadib Vasquez. My name is Arabic, but unfortunately, I am not tied to the Middle East. I was born in Mexico City. Wait, real quick. Can you please tell us what Yadib means? I love the meaning. Yes, it means City of the Prophet. That's so beautiful. I've had to learn the entire history of my name because it's a unique name, but it makes me unique. And I've always lived by that motto to be unique, right? Um, grew up in Mexico City, was born there at the age of six. My mom remarried and we went from the metropolis of Mexico City to the metropolis of Brigham City, Utah, super small town in Utah. And that is where I grew up. Okay. I've always been in Utah ever since. All right. Do you love living here? I do love living here. I feel like every time that I've traveled, um, Utah just feels like home, you know? And I wish I could be one of those souls that could venture out into another state, but I I like I really like Utah. It's a good place to be. Yeah, I do too. And Brigham City is such a cute town in the mountains. It's very cute town, small town. Definitely had to get out of there as soon as I could. But it's it's just a good place to raise a family, Utah in general. And people are friendly here. You know, I've been to other states where at the grocery store you do not get smiles or waves. And I I like kind people, right? I'm not saying other states are rude, but they are. <laughs> Utah's a good spot. No, it's a great spot. And I agree with you. I've lived in a few different states and just everyone is really kind. I, I feel safer here. So I don't know, but at least you get to travel though. You love to travel. I love to travel. Yeah. yeah, actually part of my story is that I lived undocumented for most of my life here in the U.S. And so um, I didn't get the privileges that one gets for, you know, being a resident or a citizen. I I had to hold off on my traveling bug for as long as, until I had the do- the documents that allowed me to leave the country and come back. And that was and more so, recently, wasn't it? Within the past few years? Maybe? Yeah, the first time I got to go back home to Mexico City was when I was 25. Wow. So I moved here when I was six. 25, I got to go back, reunite with my family, see them. And then it took maybe about two years because I, I almost, well, I also went through a process of deportation. I almost got deported from the country. That. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I almost got deported. How old were you then? Uh, 27. So I went to Mexico, came back. The office, the parole officer told me that I could use that same document to travel. So we decided to go to Ecuador to get to know my families, my wife's family and her culture and her country. We triple verified with three different agencies if I could do this. They all said yes. We go to Ecuador. We're back in Florida. And that's when that nightmare began of 
this is not a right document. Like he lied to you, you know, sorry, we make mistakes, but we're going to have to deport you. Oh my goodness. And, and I'm so assuming this is in your, um, when you were newly married. Um, no, I mean, we've been married nine years now. And so that was when I was probably 27, 28. And for a whole year, we were going to the immigration court once a month with the immigration judge to find out whether I was going to get deported or not. Oh my gosh. And it wasn't until the last month on month 12, where the judge just looked at me and he's like, you're here every month. Like, why are you here? And eventually we find, we finally wanted what to happen to happen, which was, what's your story? My lawyer was able to tell him everything that I just mentioned. And the house, obviously, if you've been in an immigration deportation meeting, you have yourself with your lawyer, and then you're going against the U.S. house of immigration. So the U.S. against individual. And those people really want to get you deported at the end of the day. And when I present, when we presented my story, they basically were just like, can we just have another month to come up with basically anything to deport this kid? And the following month we came back, the judges looked at the house and said, well, did you get any evidence? They're like, well, no, I mean, you know, you can tell, you could hear that all the, they're coming up with all these excuses. And eventually he just grabs the folder, closes it. And he says, I'm so sorry that you've been in this for so long. You are dismissed. Please have a, please enjoy your life. Wow. That's an incredible story. I did not know that. That must have been like kind of a scary year. I mean. It was scary. We were getting ready to put our home for rent. I was trying to sell as many homes as I could and just get as much cash because we're going to go. We were going to go to Ecuador, right? Um, or Mexico, we weren't sure. I was excited in a way to just see what business entrepreneurship I could start over there. But yeah, we were getting ready to put our life on hold here in the US. And every month I would sit in that room and just see people getting deported. Moms having to raise their hands, like swear an oath that you will never return to this country. And people just, uh, you know, self-selecting themselves like hey i'm i'm just gonna leave you know like you don't have to deport me i'll just go wow and you just have families in there with people individuals families just sitting there hearing their family not knowing what's gonna go oh my goodness yeah it's pretty crazy that is wow thank you for sharing that absolutely so let's see so how long have you been married to Katy? Nine years. Nine years. And then um, did, where did you guys meet? We met at a, it's it's called a fireside, but really it's just a place where young single adults would get together. Okay. And there was like a kickoff for a summer, summer event that was going to happen for the young single adults in the Salt Lake area. And I was one of the leaders of that group. And so I met her then. I had a girlfriend then, but But nine years, that's amazing. Nine years later, here we are. Yeah, that's incredible. And then you've got a family of three, three little ones and, um, and a successful business. So when and why did you get into the real estate industry? So I don't know if I've shared this with you before, but I've, I love the food industry, always have. I'm passionate about it. My parents have always grown up being in restaurants. And I feel like that's where that was born in me. And I was was maybe 25, 26 at the time when I was just getting sick of the corporate life. And it was 2017 that we were buying our first home. And our realtor, who is one of my wife's best friends, was who helped us. She came one time to my job to pick up our earnest money. And she saw that I was really miserable. And I appreciate her so much. Linda, big shout out to Linda Martinez, because she just called me out, right? Like, Hey, are you okay? You don't really seem like this doesn't seem like it's your thing. 
And she was right. And I think I had at that point made a decision. I'm going to get a food truck. That's what I was going to do. Um, I really loved the concept of boba tea. Okay. And I didn't know that part. Yeah. And boba tea wasn't really a thing and it still isn't, but now you got a few spots in Salt Lake, yeah. like in Chinatown and, you know, it's become a thing. It's, it's exactly what I knew boba tea was going to become in Utah. And I want to become, I wanted to get a, a food truck that sold boba tea and I was going to call it the black pearl. The black pearl. And I was going to put a big boba ball on the top and no one steal his idea. No one steal my boba idea. I even went to go, um, get a job at a Vietnamese restaurant to learn how to make boba. And they had a hiring sign, but maybe because I wasn't Vietnamese, I didn't get the job because I got shut down. (laughs) Even though there was a sign that said hiring. Yeah. Help wanted. They're like, uh, well, not you. Yeah. Not you. You look Latino. We need Vietnamese. And, um, but I didn't know that about you. Yeah. I wanted to do a, a boba tea truck. Love boba tea. I feel like there's a huge need for it. And eventually my realtor, who's also a friend, just said, well, why don't you just do real estate instead? It's low risk, high reward. And that's when the light bulb went off for me. I did my schooling in two and a half weeks, um, got the test done. And then I got, we went to Ecuador for vacation, came back, and then I got laid off. And so... I saw that as my sign yeah. to just go into real estate full-time. Here's your sign. Yeah. Why part-time? Just go for it. Yeah. And then um, since then, you've been crushing it. Yeah. I've been trying to crush it. Yeah. You're crushing yeah. it. Yeah. And um, I know you were at um, the same brokerage for a while and you yes. recently moved and started a team. And I know- that originally when you were thinking of starting the team, it, it wasn't as soon as you got it started. It was next year, right? Wasn't it 2024 was the original goal to get yeah, it started? January, 2024. Yeah. And you started January, 2023. Yep. Yep. And so tell us a little bit about what made you want to start a team and the people on your team, because I know them. Yeah. Pretty incredible group you guys have. They are amazing. I think the biggest reason why I wanted to start a team was if you know me, you know, I am very attached to my Latino roots. I am proud of being Hispanic. I am proud of um, being an immigrant to this country, of being able to participate in the American dream. And I'm a huge advocator for immigration policy, for, you know, just fairness, um, equality, not just for Latinos, but for for anybody who dreams to come to this country. Mm-hmm. And um, that that passion of mine of just being involved as a Latino and representing the Latino community is a huge passion of mine. And I feel that Utah, from my experience, now that I've been in real estate for a few years now, I just, I saw that the community continues to be underserved, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, And in my opinion, there hasn't been a team yet that has really made a dent in the state of Utah that is a Latino team that, that just does things differently, you know, in an honest way and in a modern way. I don't know. I just, I haven't seen it yet, um, but my bottom line is I just wanted, it It was just time. Honestly, I did not want to start a team, but it felt more of a calling to me, okay. you know, to, to step up, step up, give people that difference, give the community that difference, and also create a space where agents can feel at home because there's a lot of Latinos out there who are realtors that are in that are in these brokerages but it's not like home right. you know it's not you're still the minority and um i i think that the reason why our team is so unique is it's made up of 
such a good group of people mm-hmm. that share the same values and beliefs and, and that are in alignment with this vision, which is to become the best Latino team that Utah has ever seen, yeah. right? To, to really make an impact, not just in transactions, but more importantly, in our community, in communities, um, and be, and be a light to others. Really at the end of the day, that's, that's kind of the whole reason why we're doing this. I love it. Empower people and, and shed some light on how real estate can change their lives. Change. It does change lives. Yeah. And you guys being an outlet to show how you were an immigrant and you're a homeowner. Now, actually you own a a few homes, Mm -hmm. two, three, three, three. So own three homes and you're building wealth through real estate. It is possible. It is. So where you have people that have been in your shoes, they can help you and guide you guide them along the way, which I think is beautiful because um, I truly believe homeownership is, it's an incredible asset and it's, it's wealth building for your family. So yeah, I love your message. Yeah. Thank you. It's life-changing. And honestly, that's the, the reward is in just helping these families accomplish that for themselves and reliving that experience and that moment with them. And, you know, that's one big reason why our team chooses to work with Novation Title because that celebration is important. And, you know, the whole company is rooted from the owner being an immigrant herself and wanting to have this type of celebration for the people. So it starts at top and you can just see how it trickles into the very fabric of everything that has been done. Yeah, it is a big deal. It's a lot of loops and hoops to get to that closing table. Yeah. You know, and especially if you're an immigrant, like it's even a bigger deal. It's a bigger deal to graduate high school. It's a bigger deal to go to college. It's a bigger deal to qualify for a car loan. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah let alone to buy the house. That's like your, that's like the, one of the biggest pinnacles of being an immigrant. Yeah. I love that so much. And, um, so you being mainly from Utah, living in Utah, most of the majority of your life. And how do you feel that you get most of your business? Is it through your SOI? Is it cold calling? Is it, what are you doing to generate business? Um, I started on a team where the team focuses a lot on web, uh, internet leads, you know, people who sign up online. And I have organically, my business has always just been probably 85% to 90% Latino. Um, that has been through friends and family, and that has been through strangers who become friends in the process where they're just browsing homes online and they're randomly looking and they randomly landed on our website and signed up and we got their contact info and I help them. And it's, it's just how the universe works, right? It's not that I don't like working with only Latinos or Spanish speaking families, but the universe will align you with the people that you need to be working with or be with in anything that you're doing in life. Absolutely. And um, for me, these past six years in real estate, obviously super grateful to friends and family who have, um, you know, hired us for our services. But a lot of the times my clientele, most of them are my age. They're 30 year olds, they're millennials and they're very much like me, which is, you know, bilingual kids from immigrant parents, or I'm helping the parents who are immigrants yeah. and who are buying their first home. That seem that seems to have been what the what the universe has provided for me. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, what are some of the themes? Okay, so you were getting web-based leads. And then a lot of it 
is your fr- friends and family as well, your business. Yeah. And what are some of the things that you do to stay in touch with your SOI and your past clients from web-based leads? Like, what are some of the things that you do to stay in front of them or bring value to them? Is there anything that sticks out and makes separates you? Um, honestly, no, not in that aspect. Um, all my clients can tell you this. Uh, I think the the thing that I do that we do best that helps is that we do events throughout the year. We'll do four events. We invite our clients each time to those. Um, but that was that was one reason why I made the switch recently from where I was at to my new brokerage because I do want to get better at um, staying in touch with my past clientele and in general like just my my sphere of influence that I have my circle. I definitely want to be better at um, serving them better, giving them better information, having better events for them, um, really just becoming a better resource, not just real estate wise, but for Utah, you know, and like, Hey guys, here's where you can go. Here's five friendly trails that you can go do this summer. There's a lot of things that we're currently working in our campaigns and doing to hopefully add better value to our clientele that we've had in the past. That's kind of what we're doing. It's not all real estate related. Like you're going to be sending them information maybe about their neighborhoods or events or things nearby it sounds like maybe just staying more in touch with them and not necessarily all the time real estate exactly yeah just switch it up just be very real genuine authentic you know so i agree with that want to be better at that working on it yeah well and you just did switch brokerages and whole new crm and yeah it's been a year of change yeah so that's a lot going on this year but all of that was so we can be better at bringing value, right? Like just taking things to the next level. Yeah. I know that wasn't an easy move for you Yeah, because that was the only brokerage, you know, and they are a great brokerage, you know, amazing. I thought I was going to be there yeah, forever. They are amazing. So I know it was a very difficult decision and there was a lot of thought put into it. Absolutely. So, and that was because of the value that you want to bring to your clients through the experience that this new brokerage can give you in them. Yeah, absolutely. And what can you say would be the top three things that have contributed to your growth and success? Is there like one to three things that you can think of that, like, obviously you're a, you're a driver, you Mm -hmm. want to bring value to your clients and you want to help, um, I mean, all the communities, but specifically the Latino community. And do you, are there anything that you've done throughout your life? Was it your, your family that you feel has contributed to your growth and success? Like that drive, where do you, where do you get it from? I think my drive, um, stems from my father who passed away. Um, I think that's where it starts is I never got to meet my dad, my biological father. He passed away when I was about a year old and, um, mother remarried, mom remarried. Then I had a stepfather, um, who also passed away a few years ago, but my biological father was a driver, a go-getter, he was the one who would really lead out the family, eight siblings total, um, kind of the guy that everyone depended on and um, just was a go-getter, you know, did a lot of things. I always hear great things as far as super smart, on top of it, creative, figured it out, found a way. And I didn't really, I didn't grow up with him, right? Or I, and I didn't even grow up with that side of, my dad's family. So I growing up with my mom and my stepdad and then moving up here and being with the step family, I always felt different. I always felt like I was wired differently. I would think differently. I would question everything. And, you know, I'm grateful for the life I've lived because that's what's like Tony Robbins says, you can't condemn your trials. 
your trials are what has helped you become who you are. And that's where my drive comes from, from, you know, um, not having my dad or a father figure throughout my life, being an immigrant. Um, that's a whole thing in a nutshell, right? Just being an immigrant here in the US as a kid trying to figure things out. And, and then you live the immigrant life with your parents where it's very limited. You know, they can't get high paying jobs because they don't have a social security. So they're working low income jobs. Mm -hmm. And that means that you're having a low income lifestyle and you're very limited growing up. Um, I remember, you know, making the Olympic development team for soccer here in Utah, and I wasn't able to go because we didn't have the funds. Oh. We didn't have the funds. And I remember going to Domino's Pizza and Brigham, talking to the owner, seeing if he would sponsor me. And he said, no. And I didn't know how to ask for sponsors or how that worked. Oh my right. God. Um, so it's all of these experiences that definitely made me hungry. Yeah. To me, when I see you and being like your friend, like, I just know failure is not an option. Mm -hmm. Like you're always, I don't know, you're always driven and you have so much heart and passion in what you do. And I find that that passion is what drives you to success. You Absolutely. Know, you're passionate about your family, your business, your colleagues, and your clients, the community. There's just so much passion in you. And mm -hmm. I just know that, like, I know this team. I know each one of you. And I know yeah. you guys are going to make a huge difference in, in Utah and hopefully inspire other people and agents around the U.S. or even in Utah, you know, to mm -hmm. make a difference like you guys are doing. Yeah, that's that's part of my vision that I see with the team is that eventually I see everybody standing on a platform, sharing their story, you know, Edgar, Davinia, Robert, Alex, myself, empowering other people, you know, mm -hmm. that you can do it, it can be done. If we're up here, you can be up here too. And that's that's really where my drive comes from. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm always, I've always been a curious kid and I'm still a curious kid at heart yeah. and um, just super grateful to be alive, yeah. honestly. And so what does, are there any things, I mean, I know you guys have team meetings mm -hmm. um, and I know you guys are starting to incorporate first time home fire workshops yeah. to educate the community and are you having who how are you inviting them where are, are you getting these clients from or these prospects I guess you should say through your SOI or how are you how are you prospecting now are you still doing web-based leads yeah we are so yeah. we're we're figuring things out um, we're a new team and there's a lot of pros and cons to that. Right. But curious kid at heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that there's so many things that we have in our heads, so many things that we want to do. And one of the ones that we finally grabbed and started picking at was the home buyer seminars. Mm -hmm. We just had our first one. Um, we received several prospects from the radio we did social media advertising and it went super well and we didn't and we did that within like two a week and a half yeah I was gonna say you guys it was mm -hmm. really fast yeah it wasn't a, you know like a timed planned event you know we have a month to get the word out it was just one of those things we just got to get it do it you know kind of like how we ripped the band-aid let's just yeah. start the team now why do we need a way to year talking about it let's just do it yeah let's yeah. just do it and it, we had a great turnout we were able to get a lot of things done we got to see what the, what it feels like what the flow is like and now we're doing our, our next one august 19th and i i really do feel that 
if there's one thing we learned from that seminar is we got to keep doing more. Yeah. I mean, there was one of the, one of the people that saw our Instagram ad. He, we talked to him afterwards and he said, you guys should be doing these every Saturday. Oh, wow. Yeah. He said, there's a, there's a need for it. You know, I work with the refugees in Salt Lake and would love to have you guys come and be a resource to them. And, and he's spot on, you know, and I think that was our biggest eye opener is we'll be doing so a lot of things, but the one thing that we want to definitely perfect and sharpen is, okay, let's, let's just do home first time homebuyer seminars the rest of this year. Yeah. And let's perfect them and let's figure out how to invite our friends and family, let them know through emails. Obviously the radio is, was a huge success mm -hmm. through their social media, but we're just going to utilize it as another event where. Yeah. I think that's so brilliant. Yeah. Because I mean, your, your SOI, your past clients, they know you, they know how you work. They're only going to advocate, advocate for you. Yeah. So inviting their friends and their family and, you know, just telling them about the event will just grow it and grow your network of people and who you're helping, you know, and obviously the web-based leads, those are leads, you know, Yeah. there's no bad prospecting. So there's not, no. And it, it's obviously worked for you in the past. Yes. You know? 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, I do every angle, you know? Yeah. So the people that are on the web, they're actively searching. So go get them. Yeah, it was it was a really neat thing, really neat experience. And we're excited to just keep that going. Yeah, I love that. And what is something like in your week? Are there things I know you're very um your mindset is strong? You know, I know you read books. I know do you have a routine a daily routine a weekly routine like what does like a successful week look like for, if it was a perfect week and you didn't okay. have like babies crying and yeah you know silk children like a perfect week what would it look like as soon as you wake up honestly my perfect weeks um start by having perfect mornings that's kind of how why works right and um when i'm on top of things i usually am up by 5 a.m and I get my workouts in. I do the the six morning savers from what's that book called? Oh, Miracle, morning. Miracle Morning. The six lifesavers. Get those done um, and just maximize as best as I can on those. And whenever I have my morning that I'm up early, I get my workout in, I do my lightsavers. The rest of the day I'm able to just knock it out. Yeah. Just like instantly in a good mood. Instantly in a good mood, you've gotten the most important things done, even if you didn't want to do those things. But every time that I've had amazing success financially or with real estate, it's because I'm doing that. Yeah. It's, it's, it goes back to those, those habits. Yeah. And a lot of it is being, is it's gratitude. So feeling grateful and having a positive mindset and it's doing your affirmations, visualizing, journal writing, reading, mm -hmm. exercising, and meditation or prayer. Yeah, I you need know. to get back into that. Yeah, I do too. I think when I first met you, I had like, I think I was really into it. And then just, I don't know, I like can't wake up in the morning, but I, I, you're an early riser. I know you get to work super early. Yeah, it's yeah. my ideal day, you know, once the kids are not little anymore. Um, yeah, I'm a morning person, 100%, you know, and I just feel there's so much that you get done in the mornings. Yeah. And it's so important to have time to yourself. I totally to like work out to read, to ponder to meditate, you know, um, these mornings don't have to be it doesn't have to be the boring stuff. It could be learning a new language, it could be busting out the guitar practicing the piano like it's you play musical instruments um i don't play a lot i only play one and that's a guitar okay um and i taught myself how to do it but i'd love to play the piano right i'd love to learn different languages i think arabic and portuguese would be fun 
And when you have a family, honestly, the morning is probably your only time that you have to yourself because then you get to work, you go home, you have the routine, the kids, mm -hmm. and then you want to hang out with your spouse and yeah. then you call it a night. Yeah. And so then you do it all over again. What, okay. Over so again. after your savers, you get ready, you go to work. And then what do you do? What's the first thing you do when you get in an office? So right now on our team, we have created the new protected hours time because our team is, you know, we like to hang out and chat and we're a good time. We will work from nine to 12. Those are the protected hours. So everyone gets to the office from nine to 12. Everyone is talking to people, prospects, clients, checking in, um, just trying to find more people that we can help, okay. right? We're in a business where we have to be talking to people to find out what needs are happening in their lives. And these are the best times. This is the devoted time that we have to get that done because then throughout the day, we'll have appointments, we'll have showings, other types of conversations, emails. And so when I get to the office, that's usually what I do. If I'm on my miracle morning, morning I'll usually get in about 30 minutes beforehand and just take time to get ready for the day. Okay, to get yourself prepped. Yeah, get prepped, see what the day looks like, look at the agenda. I'm more organized about it. Yeah, okay, I love that. Mm -hmm. And so social media, you do awesome at your videos. I know Deanna has been a huge yes. help in Felix's team yes. with that. And it's kind of makes you do it right mm -hmm. having that schedule to go in and film yes. and then she edit, edits it and have you found that social media like have you grabbed business from social media or do you think it's more of just staying in front of your your friends and your family or how how does social media how does that work for you Honestly, when I'm on top of it and I'm doing social media, it's amazing. It works wonders. It helps me stay in front of people, especially my friends, because that's that's really what where I have friends is on social media. But I've also been able to help lots of friends and family from social media. Yeah, you you do put on a lot of education on there. Yeah. And honestly, I need to just be more consistent with it. Okay. That's the biggest thing that I need to work on with social media and be more balanced, not just do real estate stuff, but, you know, open up my life, my family, my home, the things that I'm doing to allow people to connect with me, you mm -hmm. know, and see me much more than a realtor, but like, oh, that's Yadib, you know, he does real estate. That's his family. That's what he's up to. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I definitely need, and that's one of our goals is to just have a better presence on social media, be more involved with what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. Cause you do have your personal one and your, the, the team and the team one. one. Yeah. Yes. So what has been thus far, what has been your biggest challenge in your business? My biggest challenge in my business. Um, I think one of the biggest ones is just knowing how to, um, best stay in touch with my, my audience, like with my community, my clients, my friends, my family, we now have, we're now implementing a lot of things that will allow us to do that. But that's been a big challenge of mine. Um, because beforehand I would only reach out really just for the events, mm -hmm. but there's so many more things that I can be doing to better be in touch with my, with my friends and family clients, the, the community that we've built. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, there's a lot of challenges, right? Especially when you have the team that's new and that's up and coming. But I'm grateful for them because that's what allows you to perfect and to grow and to strategize and really figure out things. And I'm all about the details. And so for me, it's not just, you know, figuring there's, there's a solution, but then there's details to perfecting that solution so it's done for example the seminar right mm -hmm. we we're going to get to a point where it is perfected and it's something that just 
as be as part of our of our culture of our habitat that we do within the team mm -hmm. and it's something that eventually becomes second nature but that's not second nature right now to us we've never done seminars we don't know how they work we don't know how to market them um but i love the fact that i don't know right i love the challenge of how do i figure this out and i think where my biggest strength lies in is well what are the what do other seminars look like and how do i take this to the next level oh okay that's really where i think my biggest my magic is right yeah. is taking things to the next level figuring out hey this could be better because of this. Can we add this email? Can we do this intro? You know, how do we really elevate the experience Yeah, as high as it can be? And if I know someone else is doing something better, I look into it and then I implement what I like until it's something that people it's love. Expected. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how are you giving them the most value out of the seminars? Yes. Yeah or the events yeah or the emails or the calls right or the pop buys yeah i love that and what do you have like a piece of advice that you that you live by that you could share like is there something that somebody whether it be family or somebody you met in your journey of life mm -hmm. and they've given you advice and you just it sticks with you and you just think about it from time and time. And it just reminds you like who you are, where you're going or something, anything. Yeah. I, there's two things that come to my mind. One was, uh, I grew up playing soccer. And so one time I remember my coach, good old Nate Bywater, he, he would say, and I think he only said it once, but it really stuck with me. And that is that everybody wants to win on game day but champions want to win every day Dang. yeah that's good and um that it just goes deep in so many ways in that you win you win when you're winning the day every day right it's not just at the closing it's not just at the finish line but and we always hear you know olympians and athletes and football players they're the victory really lies on the things that they're doing every day that led up to that. Yeah. That led up to that. Yeah. And I so that's one of those, that one, that one just reminds me that a champion, a warrior, you know, chooses to win every day, yeah. not just when it's convenient, not just on the finish line, but the days that you don't want to do anything. That's when, that's when growth comes. Yeah. You still have to show up. Mm -hmm. Still. Be a winner every day. Be a winner. I and love that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Hey, you had one more. I have one more. Um, I've always been a very optimistic person. Just, I don't know if it's because of the things that I've had to live, but I love Henry Ford's quote that says, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And it's always up to you to decide um, the kind of life that you want to have, right? You, you, you can choose to be a victim or you can choose to be a champion. You look at Oprah Winfrey's life. She's a great example of someone who went through so much stuff, yet she, that wasn't an, an excuse for her to not, you know, see what her, what the best version of herself could be, yeah. what could it become? And I have a lot of time. Uh, I have a hard time with when people say that, well, I had this trial and I had this situation because at the end of the day, we all have the choice to choose how we want to experience that trial, that scenario. Yeah. We get to decide what the outcome is. We get to decide yeah. and you get to decide what's possible and whether that will empower you or whether that's going to break you. But at the end of the day, you have the choice. You have the choice to choose happiness, to choose optimism. And like he says, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Thanks for sharing So, that. yeah, I lean on those two a lot. Okay.
That's great. Oh, and there's one more. There's one more, okay. which is like my favorite one. I actually told my wife this yesterday. I was like, if I've had a lot of people pass away in my life. And so I, I'm always sharing details like of what I would want my funeral service to be like, right? Like this is the kind of food. I like this song. And then yesterday, I remember telling her, hey, on my gravestone, I just want you to, is that how you say it? Gravestone in English? I was like, hey, make sure that on my gravestone, the message is like Frida Kahlo said, viva la vida. And in English, that translates to long live life. You know, and I, that's one of my favorite paintings that she has is it was her last one that she drew or painted before she passed away. And it's like the watermelon one. And then in the watermelon, she wrote Viva La Vida. Wow. And so, so that's going to be on your, your. Yeah, I told my wife, I was yeah. like, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be legit, but I was like, you know what? Like Frida said, Viva La Vida. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So long live life. Ah, you have it's one let's make it count yeah absolutely it is just the one life we're living although I don't know I'm not gonna get into it but there's a book that we just finished here at Novation as a team and it's called Solve for Happy I think you would love it Solve for Happy Solve for Happy by Mo you've been reading that book for a minute right (laughs) we just finished okay yeah this quarter so um he goes into so much detail about, and this kind of actually like hits home a lot is time, right? We worry so much about the past. We worry so much, so much about the future that we're not living in the present. Hmm. And when you do that, you, time goes by faster. You're thinking of things that don't even exist anymore or that don't exist you know, we come up with all these stories about, well, if we do this and this will happen and like you're, it doesn't exist though. And the most of the time it's not even, it's, I mean, it's not even true, yeah. you know? So it's kind of, it's a really interesting book. So you'll have to read it. It goes deep into life, wow. like deep into life. So I, it's definitely going to have to read it again. Cause it was that good. Cause it was that profound. It was, it was, it was, yeah. Like I told Nudia, like she think chapter two, I was like, I was, I like kept having to read sentences again. Cause I'm like, I am not understanding what he's saying. Like, this is deep, you yeah. know? And she's like, yeah, he goes deep pretty fast. So wow. it's a, it's a great book, but anyways, wait, what does the future look like for you, your team, okay. business, family? Um, Family, I think we're staying at three kids, okay. right? Um, but you never know. Maybe one more. I mean, I don't know. Family of six. But uh, family-wise, you know, just being present, right? Like that, like we were just saying. And um, obviously, my soul has felt trapped not being able to travel, right? Because of my immigration status. And so for me, it's just being able to obviously you don't have to take the kids to different extravagant places for them. You know, you can take them to the park or and, your backyard or your backyard. I'm talking about wise backyard specifically because yes. he has made it to like a kid's dream and things that they can do together as a family with yep. growing vegetables and grapes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grapes yeah. And things that you guys can do together. Absolutely. But there is something about, exploring the world and cultures and food and um it just broadens your sense of gratitude um for living in this amazing country that we get to live in with all the privileges we have so as far as family goes you know really just making as many memories as possible um have you traveled much within the u.s itself no i haven't there's so i mean i've gotten to Yeah, I've gotten to explore the West side of the U.S., but not really the East or the Midwest. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, one, I I think it'd be cool to one day just have an RV and go visit the 50 states, right? But as far as the team goes and real estate, um, I, I mean, I don't necessarily need to, how do I put it? 
I mean, if you look at these teams that are on Netflix, you know, the Selling Sunset team and all these other teams, I want to create that here for Utah. Not necessarily saying that we got to get into luxury, but I see us becoming that big, becoming something that people know, um, making a dent, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely not playing small, but making a dent. And I don't know, through that, being able to impact the, the humanitarian efforts that are important to me, right? Or to people on the team, serving people in the community that have needs. Um, one idea that I think would be cool is giving scholarships, but grants to local businesses, especially, you know, Latino businesses that could use an extra 5,000 bucks to paint up their shop or improve things, you know, and we're helping this local business sell their pan dulce or whatever, you know, or coming up with scholarships for undocumented students, coming up with our own program where we give grants to our buyers. What better reason for people to use us when they're like, yeah, these guys have their own freaking grants. Yeah. You know, they, they'll give you $5,000 towards your home or towards your closing costs and coming up with fundraising events where we can make that impact. Yeah. To get, yeah, in light of that. So I, I see us going big, you know, I don't know how big, but big enough to, for people to be, to be like, oh yeah, I've heard of that name yeah, or I've seen know. those guys. I know, I know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do. I'm your number one fan. Become, become an icon. That's yeah. what it's, that's what it is in English. Yeah. Yeah. Become real estate icons. I love it. Okay. And where can people follow you? Don't follow me. Just kidding. Um, you are welcome to follow me. So we have two accounts. We have the at Utah Casa group page on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we're, cur- we're currently probably posting a lot more on my personal page and I'll collab on my other page. So you're more than welcome to follow me at Yadib on Instagram. That's Y-A-R-H-T-I-B. Or you can just look up that same name on Facebook and there should only be one. Well, my son has the name too. So there's two of us, but that's how you can find me. That's where you can follow us. That's where you can follow them. Yes. And all right, we're going to go ahead and conclude today's episode. Thank you so much. Thank you. My friend, my colleague. Appreciate you. Why? And um, I'm truly grateful to know you and the team and to be a part of your growth and allowing us to be a part of your journey. I really truly, we all adore you here. And thank you. Um, we appreciate you probably more than, you know, so we just, we love your support and we're always here to support you. So thank you. Thank I you. I hope you guys were able to learn a bunch of things and to have gratitude in your everyday life and business. And we got lots of gold nuggets today. So thank you. And that concludes today's episode. Yeah. Go be champions. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate, failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.